Previously on Dice, Paper, Roll. At a long table within the keep of Grey Mead, the tight five gathered round to hear the Lady V. She offered her thanks. She gave them rewards. The gifts they received were fit for a lord. But these times were troubled. She asked them once more to be beacons of hope against the oncoming horde. To become thanes of grey mead, an honour indeed to assist the city in its hour of need. But Snatch and Brackei were not without doubts. They were given the night to figure it out. Thandor needed no time and simply said yes, then went to the temple to hang out with Bex. The boy, still grieving, said some things not so nice. So the cleric of Tempest gave some fatherly advice. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. This is episode number 27. You're joining us in the pod cave. My name is Emil and I'm playing Brackeye, the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Dan and I'm playing Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempus. And my name is Jack and I'm playing a tiefling bard named Dariki Song. My name's Ben and I am playing a halfling rogue who goes by the name of Snatch. And my name is Greg, and I'm playing Aelan, Aaron, Aeon, and Aethamar Thothra. Yeah, I was about to say, can you check out this one? Uh, <laughs> uh, if you're just joining us, that's because he's had his two front teeth knocked out, folks. And I'm also the dungeon master today, so luckily I get to p- play everyone else and can avoid using a lisp at all times. At some times. Let's most times. Put a, yeah. Most times. Most, yeah. most, most times. Mostly. Do you think Mostly. people will actually come in like 30 episodes in? Sometimes. Who yeah, knows? If this is your first time, welcome. Hey, welcome. For welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Get set yeah. for some silliness. Gird your ear holes because you're about to get a slewess of filth. Thick, <laughs> thick hot <laughs> podcast. Thick, hot, milky fill. Chunky. Oh. Where are we in the game, boys? We're, we've just gone back to Grey Mead. You've reconnected with Bex, Thandor. Uh, Lady Verisol has asked for our, uh, what would you call Continued that? Continued service. Yeah. She, she wants, wants us to sign up. Yeah. Fealty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fealty, yes. Fealty that's to that's the exactly. city. Well, Thandor's already given his. We don't know that yet. But you, you don't do. know that, but you do. And the listeners know that. True. So, um, yeah, you just put, uh, Thandor, you just put Bex to sleep in the, the temple after imparting some wide, wise words to him, uh, and you walk back out into the courtyard. Brackeye, are you hanging around the temple? No, seeing the kind of, seeing the organisation and seeing that everyone is bedded down and the people from 12 Oaks are safe, that was his kind of intention to go there. Brackeye kind of goes to say goodbye to Thandor, and as he's walking on the corridor, he sees that Thandor is, like, putting... Bex to bed and just sitting watching over him and kind of nods and then takes off into the night, leaves the Temple of Tempest and heads back in the general vicinity of the keep. Okay. Can you uh, roll a survival check for me? 
Six on the dice, which means nine. Fantastic. You get uh, a little um, lost in the dark. It's not as easy to navigate the winding streets of uh, some parts of the city. Uh, and uh, your winding path leads you out onto a main street. And as you come out, the sounds of revelry echo down um, the cobbled street towards you. Um, ahead, you can see a large inn spilling light and warmth out into the, into the night. Um, and the sound of music and laughter um, rings in your ears. Hmm, ever been to this place before? No, you have not. Um, a post hangs from the second story of the inn and displays a sign which has three rocks in the sea and upon those rocks sit mermaids and they seem to be all be singing. And underneath you can see in gilted letters is written the siren's call. Brackeye walks towards the siren's call. Great, yeah. As you head down the street, the smell of beer hits your nostrils and it smells good. Hmm. I might have a look in here. And he goes inside the inn. Yeah, um, the, it's packed. Uh, so as you sort of uh, move your way through, you're obviously one of the largest people um, in the tavern. There's no, doesn't seem to be any security, just uh, packed to the rafters with people drinking. And um, some sit forlornly looking into mugs in, in corners, but um, the, the floor of the pub is, is quite heavily packed. And a half-orc female bard sits on a stool at the front of the tavern. Um, and is uh, playing a drum kit with great fervor, like just that sits, it sort of hangs all around her. You can see it's on a brace that she wears, and she's just like playing timpani drum. <laughs> <laughs> but it's some sick drum solos, which I look forward to hearing. <laughs> Thanks, Emil. And now it's uh, three minutes of drum solo here. Go. <laughs> Brackeye, like, surveys the room and nods at the bard and uh, kind of impressed and then sidles up to the bar, shoving aside someone who's slightly smaller, just moving them, like, closer than they... And it's probably, like, two people who were awkwardly having a date and just he shoves them and they have an awkward kiss. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and actually that leads to love and they, they leave the tavern hand in hand and get married and later have four children. Butterfly. All named Brackeye. It's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, approach the the bar, um, and behind the counter, uh, an innkeeper stands. Um, she's human, in her late 30s, long black hair uh, in curled ringlets hangs about her shoulders, and it runs down her back. She wears a scarf wrapped around her head, um, and a practical apron covers a colourful dress underneath. Um, she wears large hoop bangle earrings. All right. Welcome. That is a practical apron. Thank you. It is rather practical. And a colourful dress. Thank you. What's your name? My name is Zare Demet. At your service. Hmm. Very nice to meet you. Brackeye. That's me. Well met, Brackeye. Wait. I've heard that name. Surely you are not the Brackeye. I'm a Brackeye. The hero of Twelve Oaks, the saviour of Lindborough. Well. 
Um, a few people nearby hear her, uh, and they turn and look at you, and then they sort of look at each other, and the sound around the bar starts to die down to a whisper as everyone sort of nudges each other and, and looks at you until it goes throughout the whole um, pub, and everyone is just standing there looking at you, like sort of like, oh, uh, and except there's like this mad drum solo still going. <laughs> That's my drum solo. <laughs> well, um, might be. No need to stare, everyone. Carry on. Let me buy you a drink. The nearest uh, person to you puts uh, coppers down on the, the bar and um, a mug of ale is uh, plopped down in front of you uh, and the crowd all, uh, with a cheer, turn back to their revelry. Revelry. So, Zine, is this your pub then? Yes, this is my establishment. What's it called? The Siren's Call. Oh, yeah, I read that. Yes, it's on the side. Mm. Well. Are you looking for lodg- lodgings? I don't know if I have a room fit for a hero such as yourself. It's all right. We're staying here. Uh, I'll probably stay in the keep. Oh, are you okay? It looks like there's lichen growing on your face. Oh, I haven't had a shave for a few days. Oh, oh that's that's you. Oh, cool. I'm down with that. Whatever whatever you're hip to, bro. Uh, How would you like to roll it like a face? I'll have another drink, thanks. Yeah, sure. She puts another drink up on the counter. Another patron nearby is like, Ah, oh, I'll get this one for the hero. Let's get him shit face. Yeah, Brad, yeah. Brad, Brad guy gets sozzled. He's drink after drink, I think. Yeah, okay. So you, you start hammering the um, tankards of ale and, and they just keep coming. People just keep buying them for you. And uh, can you make a constitution oh. check? Yeah. Are you proficient in that? Um, Doesn't matter, I don't think. I rolled a 21. Okay, so you got 21. So you smash eight pints, no problem. Um, and you get quite comfortable at the bar and you're, you're drinking, you're feeling... Um, drunk but not out of control um, and uh, as you finish your eighth pint you slam the um, tankard down on the bar and as you look to your left the crowd seems to part for a moment um, and in the far corner sitting at a table alone sits a goliath so we will switch to snatch now um, yeah, snatch you. Who's drying himself after a <laughs> lovely bath? Yeah, there's food laid out, like yep. uh, excellent selection of dishes. I left the apples. I ate lots of chicken wings. Oh, this bread, cheese, heaps of goodness. Quince paste. Skip the dog's milk. Yeah, you I feel refreshed. You didn't have even one apple. No, not one. Nope. There was nope. one in the the hog's mouth, but I, that doesn't really count. I looked at it, thought about it, decided not to. <laughs> Thought better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to get rid of the whole snatch your pants thing. <laughs> your clothes. Let's are, leave that behind for a while. <laughs> your clothes are, are all cleaned and pressed and brought back to you. And, oh, that um, feels good. A, a new cloak is left in the um, in the room for you as well. A, um, a fitted black cloak with a hood that um, easily encompasses your whole form. Very nice. Um, and hides your identity if you wish it. And yeah, food's laid out. Beautiful, yeah. I eat, eat and eat and eat and eat. Yeah, you uh, head into a central room where this 
other rooms adjoining and there's a dining table with all a lavish spread of food um, and you fill yourself a large plate and sit down and start hoeing into all the delights that you mentioned before yep um and uh alan comes out drying his hair um and sits down to join you obviously though not eating um all of uh <laughs> not eating anything like an apple because he can't bite into it properly um but uh even though he'd like to just for comedy's sake um and yeah as he <laughs> sits down he ties cuthed? he had cutted as he sits down he goes oh i love cutted um, he, as he sits down, he says that he ties the towel um, yes. up in a wrap on his on the head. the top of his head. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Ah, oh, don't know about you, Alan, but I feel like a new halfling. Yes, I feel much nicer after that bath. You look much nicer, I'll tell you that. Sorry? I mean, you look much nicer. Sorry, sorry. That, that's okay, like maybe joke, you were mate? making Come on. fun of my lip for well, a second. Well, I was. And I'm quite sensitive about we'll it. We'll get you some more teeth. That's all right. Some more gems, like something like gold or something. That would look good on you, I reckon. Oh, yes. I've always wanted a grill. It would look good on you. Does that mean instead of going ding, it goes boing? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, God, yeah. You have to Please get it now. God, no, yes. That is absolutely oh, happening. Thank you, Emil, for that offer. <laughs> yes and fuck yes. Yes, a <laughs> yes, land fucking a a yes. <laughs> Yeah, it has AA land written across the grill. <laughs> they had to knock out some more of your teeth. Just <laughs> don't, so even they could just... <laughs> uh, don't even care. Now they just poured gold onto my other teeth. Um, see, see, you're excited about that, aren't you? I am yeah, actually right. quite we'll excited. Tomorrow. We'll, we'll get you some. We'll get yes, you some I look forward to it. But I, uh, I'm going to take a walk. Oh, I really? Have much to think on. Uh, I need to speak with Helm. What, what are you thinking about this whole Thane business? Oh, I, I, I believe it is my duty to stay and protect the city. Hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking it might be handy to have a badge like that in case I land myself in trouble. Yes, yes, and also to help the common people. Is that right, well, Snatch? Yeah, yeah, I, well, I suppose when you put it that way, that's probably... That's, that's the face I should be putting on things, but... Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm sure you'll thought it out. I will. Would you like company on your walk? I actually have to head out too. No, no. I intend to pray to Helm alone. All right then. Well, without using too many thibbling ethers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of that volume and with those s's, could could be. Uh... No, I think <clears throat> it's going to be a quiet chat. Well, say hello for me. I will. Uh, he uh, heads out the door. Alan heads out the door, and you're left to finish your food. And Ariki drops from the roof. <laughs> it's like <laughs> these shoes are fantastic. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Holy shit! Where did you come from? Oh, you've got to trade these shoes, Snatch. They are great. You should. Do you want to try them? Do you want to put them on right now? What those slippers? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll try them on. All right. Put them on. Do they work? I try you, um, walking they, up the wall. They're much bigger. Uh, like um, Ariki's feet are much bigger than yours. Um, oh no, you're a halfling. No, you've got the exact same shoe size. Uh, and Ariki takes the. They have giant feet, like hobbits. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah, they're big. They're big. I don't know yeah, if they say bumpers. giant. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else says giant. Come on. <laughs> um, so the slippers. You know what uh, they say. Fit you perfectly. 
And yeah, you feel them attuning to you as you put them on. Ooh, Ooh these are quite comfortable. Yeah, I right. bet you could do a wee bit of sneaking with those on, hey? Yeah, well, it just so happens I'm heading out tonight to do a bit of sneaking. Do you mind if I borrow these? Well, can I come? Um, I think it's something I'm best left to do on my own. I mean, I know can... this whole improv D&D thing's a yes and type thing, <laughs> but uh, I think I think that this is a solo mission. <sighs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm not really doing anything around here, so go for it. Yeah, Thanks, take him. Thank you. And I walk out up the wall and along the roof and out the door. Put on the roof. <laughs> Just step through the doorway upside down. Yep. Little wave. Make sure you bring them back. I will. Great. Um, Snatch, you head off uh, into the late, uh, well, it's it's full night now. Um, it's 10.30 p.m. So Ooh. where do you want to head to? Uh, I will head the to the... clock strikes in the town. Uh, I will head to the appointed area. You unroll the, the note yeah. again and read it. I do. Snatch, you better have those blue tears. Meet me behind the siren's call at midnight. Whistler. Oh, fuck, I'm glad I unrolled that scroll and read it again. I almost walked out of the keep without the blue tears. Better go up to my room and uh, just get those out. Um, you're outside and you just run up the outside of the um, castle wall. Yeah, I do. Uh, to your window. Yep. Just slip through. <laughs> yep. Uh, and grab the packet of blue tears. Yes. Being careful not to get any on my bare skin. Yeah, and you dash out towards the meeting place. Mm-hmm. You head out towards the meeting place. Yeah. Ariki? I was going to say... Maybe I can try to follow him, but I probably... Absolutely, yeah, you yeah. can try to, to follow him. So you head outside, and um, what's your passive perception? Uh, 15. 15. So give me a stealth check. Stealth, 15. Yes. Plus 5 is 20. Yeah, you are good. You managed to uh, follow Snatch without him noticing. Um, you follow him down the corridors, and you see him go outside and then uh, look back as if he's forgotten something and run up the outside of the fortress wall with your slippers. Yeah. So you can see that he's obviously forgotten something and you wait for him to return and then he dashes back down onto the bridge uh, from the wall. Um, and Pulling up my cow, confident that nobody can see me. <laughs> um, and you slipping from shadow to shadow, snatch, um, move on into the um, into the city. Does he do it all with a bit of a flourish because he thinks that he's like being super secretive? and like? Yeah, yeah, I'm singing my own theme song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> snatch, 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 snatch. Snatch to the shadows, snatch to the wall, snatch to the street. Snatch around your balls, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) How did you know that's the song? (laughs) Okay, so Ariki, can you give me another stealth check? Yeah. 17 plus 5. Great, so you easily managed to tail uh, Snatch without him noticing, um, and you follow him as he heads towards... The siren's called. Uh, I come out onto the, the street, pull the cloak down, and I walk up to a worthy-looking, like a, a drunkard who's walking along the street. A worthy-looking drunkard. Worthy-looking <laughs> drunkard. Uh, excuse me, sir. Well, you don't know where the siren's called, is, do you? The drunkard stumbles up, and you notice it's Barry the Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking... Oh, two furlongs that way, and then a right. <laughs> oh, do do you know how long uh, two furlongs is in meters by any chance? No. Nah. <laughs> okay, thank you, good, thank you, good sir. Good day to you, and I 
flip him a silver piece and I dart oh, off into silver. the night. Oh, yeah. Don't I know? As you walk away, he's like, don't I know you and fuck. Ah, oh, fuck. Flipped up the cowl and disappeared into the night again and I walked two furlongs down that way. And, Ariki, you see this exchange and continue yeah. to, to follow at a distance and yep. um, Snatch, you are able to find your way down to the Siren's Call and uh, an alley leads towards the back of the building. All right. Sorry, Siren's Call is a three-storey um, inn, quite mm-hmm. a large building. The light and warmth and noise spills out into the street. Like all buildings in the town, it sort of leans out towards the street a little bit. A bit Discworld-esque. Yeah, just like a... Old timber building that's okay. not excellently built, doesn't yep. it? They don't have great building codes um, in Greymead, so yep. um, yeah, it leans out a bit, and um, the alleyway leads to the back. It's surrounded by slightly smaller buildings, so two and one story. Um, out the back, a long, low warehouse um, sits, so yep. it's one story, and on either side, a two story houses closed up next hmm. to it. All right, well. Just to make sure this Whistler character's not up to no good, I might just make sure that I scout this area out a little bit and I'm going to uh, go around to perhaps a darker area, a house or two away, and climb up using my new shoes, just walk up the side of a, uh, a wall, yep. find a little hiding area up the top and see what I can see and just lie in wait until I see him turn up. Um, there's a building across the road that has a tall chimney. Um, that sits up above the two stories, which you'll, you'll be able to get a good view from. Mm-hmm. Um, and you easily walk up the side of the building uh, and up onto the, the chimney to, to scope out the area. So, Ariki, can you make a stealth check for me? Yes. Um, 15. Okay. Snatch, can you please make a perception check for me? Uh, that is 11. You uh, scout the look around um, at the streets and alleyways nearby and you can't see any sign of an ambush. It looks clear to you. Just a motorcycle driver riding past. <laughs> yeah, that's that <laughs> the same Domino's, Domino's pizza delivery bastard. guy again. Fucking scooters. <laughs> All right, well, the way looks clear then. And I uh, get a little bit closer towards the back of the siren's call and I'll, um, I'm just going to stake out from the top of the roof of the siren's call until I see movement and maybe see this uh, Whistler character show up. Okay, the alleyway leads um, along the back um, Mm -hmm. uh, alongside this warehouse and on the side of the warehouse there is a large sliding barn door. Um, As you're waiting, it's getting closer to midnight um, and you see the the lock on the door start to move and it begins to slide over to the side. So, Arikis, you see Snatch dart down the alleyway and then clamber up on, like you see him up on the chimney, then scouts the area, but you manage to evade his view. Um, and then he uh, skips down to the um, the roof of the siren's call um, and is watching down this alleyway. So what do you want to do? I'm going to follow him through to the alleyway. Okay. Um, hopefully remaining out of sight. Yep. I'm just really curious to see what cool tricks he does with the spider slippers. At this point, thoroughly disappointed. So I'm like whispering under my breath like, I walked up the side of a fucking wall. Hey, you don't hear that. I know, I know. <laughs> Can you stealth into the alleyway? Yeah. Well, maybe. Hopefully. Oh, Did you roll a one? Oh, that's an eight. Did you roll a th- nah, three? No, that's a three, yeah. 
okay, you um, <laughs> you sneak into the, sh- the, the wall of the warehouse is casting a shadow into the alleyway and you sneak into that shadow into the darkness, but you don't see a can that's laying on the ground <laughs> and you kick this can just as the door starts to slide open. You, you see uh, the figure of Ariki snatch. You see her dash into the shadows and then the clatter of this can as it ricochets down uh, the alleyway and the door slides open um, and a Kenku stands there and he's flanked by two guards wearing leather armour. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both carrying heavy crossbows. They move out into the alleyway and look either way down, and the Kenku steps out. Yep. Are the eyes on a Kenku like on the side of their head? Does he always like look out the side? Yes. Of his... Yeah, he's always oh. got his head facing to the side. You can never see one side of his face. Yep. Is it worth just explaining to listeners in case they don't know what a Kenku is, Greg? A Kenku is a small bird-like humanoid um, creature with a, a long bill and. Eyes on the side of its head. Like with a Riki, you can only look into one of its eyes at a time. Oh. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, You're cool. Nice. You'll find them in Volo's Guide to Monsters, folks. Yeah. Mm. They're cool. All right. Which okay. you can read for free at your local game shop anytime you like. I <laughs> <laughs> don't mind at all. Um, Do I see a Riki? Yes. Okay, yeah. and I saw her kick that can? Yes. Oh, fuck. Uh <laughs> I whistle. I do a wolf whistle to grab the attention of the Kenku. Yep. You whistle, and it's a whistle that Whistler, the Kenku, actually taught you, which mm-hmm. is a signal that there's allies nearby, and which he looks up directly up, and his two henchmen do the same. They look up at you, so uh, they're momentarily distracted, Oriki. So you. Can I hear like music from inside the. Yeah, there is a muted. So. A sick drum solo drum going, solo going, going yeah. off. So, yeah. like, I attune to the sound of the music and I make my lute play along with the music to sort of like make it seep into the surrounds and I cast invisibility. Awesome. So as you match the sounds of your lute in with the ambient sound around you, your form shimmers and disappears. Um, and you see this happen to Ariki, and then the guards turn, like snap back and turn and start to walk down towards the end of the alleyway, but they can't see you. And they turn back. Uh, the Kenku whistles at you. Get back down here. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got a, got a Kodak he's got camera a in here. <laughs> yeah, I got a beak. I got a. It's a very difficult lang- like <laughs> yeah, difficult language very, to speak in. Very difficult for me to shape these words. <laughs> I'm three stories up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I'm just going to step over, like hold onto the ledge of the roof, and plant one of the slippers onto the side, and I'll just kind of run down the side of the wall and land next to him. Whistler. Ah, you have it? I do. Well, pay up. Where's me payment? He holds out his right hand expectantly for the package of blue tears, um, and in his left he hefts a a small coin purse. It clinks in his hand. His hand is like like a bird's talon, but scrawny, like a three-finger, two fingers and um, a thumb. All right. Do I have any reason to, uh, in my past dealings with this dude, to suspect that he's going to be dodgy? Yes. He's part of a criminal organisation that right. is forcing you to work for them. All right. Well, I will hold my hand out, my left hand, with the blue tears in it, but I don't move towards him I, so that he moves towards me. And yep. I'm just going to roll an insight check to check any of his body language to see if he's uh, looking like doing anything shifty in the exchange. 
Oh, that's a three on the die. Um, that's a four. You think he seems very genuine. Um, the only thing uh, about the situation that seems a little bit off is that his two guards are pointing heavy crossbows at you. Oh, they're pointing them um, at me? They are now, yeah. Um, as they come back, um, he and you're holding it out, they both train the heavy crossbows on you. All right. And he walks up and takes the packet from your hand. <sighs> all right, all right, all right. There's no need to bring the help. He turns his, the Kenku um, whistler turns his back on you um, and walks back between the two guards and he throws the purse of coins over his shoulder back to you. And he said, and he says, you've I done catch them. Yeah, you, you snatch them out of the air. Damn straight. Snatch mm-hmm. them. Yeah, that's you, my name. Better than snatching them in your pants. Yeah. It's, that's my middle name. <laughs> you snatch them straight out of the air and down the back of your pants so that no one can get them. There's a, a heavy lump resting fam- no in a familiar would. fashion in the well, seat of your pants. Well, at least it's a heavy lump that doesn't require cleaning. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to try and take it anyway, right? <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, he's done it again. People are going to avoid you like see it go, ooh, 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 ooh. You know, not going to steal from Do it on car. purpose. I went through all... All that pain and misfortune just to, you know, make Master you guys... Disguise. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's all about. <laughs> you you have done well again, Snatch. There is a particular target I would like you to hit in the city for me. Oh, yes? Yes. Meet me here again tomorrow night. Come alone and I will tell you of this target. Rich rewards await. Mm. All right. It's a date. It's a date. <laughs> I wink at one of his henchmen as they walk past me. He gives, he blows you a big old kiss. Mm. See you tomorrow, big boy. See you tomorrow, little person. He's obviously not the brightest. He's not great at <laughs> no, clearly. Yeah. So the the trio go back into the warehouse and the door shuts behind them. What do you guys do? Uh, I'm going to snatch I'm going to count how much money's in there. Yeah. Um, 200 gold pieces. Yeah. In platinum. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I tuck it right back in, in, in my the, pants there. Yeah. And I walk back out the alley. I, I think uh, after that successful transaction, I might go and get myself a drink. Maybe see if I can find a game of dice inside this here tavern. As Snatch is walking back down the alleyway, I'm like leaning up against the wall and I turn off the invisibility and I'm like... Well, well, well. Oh my god! Ah, ah, (laughs) So, who's that fellow then? That happens to be an acquaintance of mine, Miss Orikis. Hmm. Well, he seems like a nice fellow. Oh, no, he's a fucking asshole, actually. But, um, he's he's, uh, handy to know. Well, why are you working with him if he's not, you know, good? Because it's quite profitable, my dear. And I, you see Snatch reach backwards and down into his pants and then he pulls out Ugh. a clinking pouch and goes, See? Nice. Fancy a drink? Yeah. Think I owe you one for being able to sneak up on me like that. <laughs> yeah, you do. And, you probably and wa- also, could I have my slippers back? I was just going to say, you probably want <laughs> these back too. And I flip them off and I kick them out. You of flip them really off. Really dexterously. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I flip him off. <laughs> I flip him off. Uh, and, and can I try to get like pick them up with my feet in midair? Like, have if he flips oh, them, and then I strum a chord on my on my new loot. I'm like, this loot is great. And then and then I levitate into the air. Like, like I'm also like 
And then, I, and then uh, the slippers go on my feet, and I'm like, I just, I kick them directly under your feet. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I just follow you whilst levitating and strumming in time with the with the drum beat. From yeah, and you all, you both head into the um, the inn, and you bang your head on the door frame <laughs> as you're floating. Um, <laughs> I pull the hood down in. off my. Also, very like, bad depth perception. <laughs> <laughs> Still getting used to it. Brackeye, you see a Goliath, a young Goliath uh, warrior sitting in the corner, um, looking wistfully into a tankard of ale. Hmm. Brackeye grabs the full tankard that happens to just always be kind of in front of him because everyone keeps buying him drinks. And he walks over to the table and places his drink down. Might have I sit down? He looks up at you. Face is young. He looks like he's probably only just reached the age where he would have faced the test. And uh, he he looks up at you through bleary, drunken eyes, and he just grunts at you and uses his foot to pull the chair um, under the table at the other side, restricting your ability to sit down. And he spits on the ground. I don't truck with cowards. That's what's a truck. <laughs> Sorry. No. I don't fucking hang out with cowards or trucks. <laughs> you fry his face and walk away. <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> yeah. Brackard drops his guts and walks away from yeah. the table. And then goes and drinks more. And uh, crop dusts the entire pub <laughs> um, with chunky milk farts. <laughs> Goat milk farts. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, and you just go back to the, the bar and keep drinking. Cool. As you're drinking, um, two familiar figures come in through the door. Uh, one of them, Ariki, floating. Is it floating. Gary and Jim? From no. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's Ariki and Snatch come through the door. Um, well, I wanted to drink with Gary and Jim. <laughs> I'm not quite attuned to the, to the magic of Levitate yet, and I'm sort of like floating like I'm in space and sort of bouncing off. Rotating in the air. What's with Ariki? Sort of like a, a, it's because it's kind of like anti gravity, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> it's not, but sure. Like I really like the effect. Anyway, um, as you float past one of the um, one of the patrons of the tavern lifts up a full tankard and hands it to you as you float past. <laughs> so, someone else smacks her and then she becomes like a beach, beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole crowd does the Mexican wave and she just like, right, like crashes on the way. Um, All soloing wildly on the guitar like she's surfing. Yeah, exactly. Crowd surfing. And um, uh, Snatch, you are handed a, a human-sized pint of ale, which is a massive tankard, which you... Uh, I take it. That's what I'm talking about. You want a straw? Who, uh, who handed it to me? Did I see? Just uh, one of the many drunken-looking drunken patrons. Everyone here is celebrating, and um, the the bard at the front, uh, her drumming sort of quietens. She starts to talk in a, a rhythmic, sort of chanting uh, voice, and and tells begins to tell a story. And um, as you listen, she begins to start telling the st- the tale of your exploits in Linbra and saving the town um, of Linbra uh, from the goblin threat uh, and chasing um, the 
the abducted children all the way to um, a dark cave where horrible magics uh, were braved and the party escaped. Wow. Some word of our deeds have really got out. Yep, haven't had to buy a drink all night. Braggeye, hello. All right. What have you been up to? How'd you get here? With me feet. Right. And some fancy shoes. How'd you know I was here? I didn't, actually, so it's a pleasant surprise. Hmm. What's with Variki? Oh, she's uh, she's just playing with a new toy. Hello, don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just playing with her new loot. <clears throat> hey, have you had any more thoughts on this whole thing business? Yeah, I don't know. I think... I don't like the idea of being servant to someone or in uh, in their influence, but this town's all right. Hmm. I don't, I don't mind it. I was talking to Alan earlier, and we were talking about uh, it, it could be quite handy to have a badge like that, and it looks like we're stuck in this city anyway. What do you think, Ariki? I think it's a great idea. Well, um, I think so. I mean... The badge, I mean. As you yell that, the levitate spell wears off. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> You walk thump over. <laughs> I piss myself laughing. Actually, no, I don't. I don't. Not, not literally. Not literally. Not literally. Figuratively. Constitution save. Uh, it's only one pint. Come on, surely you can hold it's, it's a human-sized pint. That's though. right. That really winded me. Look, I think that um, I don't have any other ideas but killing goblins. I think that, that while our values align, it makes some sense to me. These people are good people. We can't just leave them to the goblins. Yeah, all those bloody fiendish-looking creatures either. Right. Hmm. Making amends for what happened with Bruvel as well. I mean, I feel like we had a hand in that. Well, maybe you more than me, but I'm your mate, so I'm happy to wear it. Speaking of wearing it, nice new cloak. Hey, thanks. Uh, new Plus, pants too. Do you see them? Well, they're fresh and laundered. They are fresh. I turn around and wiggle my ass at him. They're as not well. new. They're still the old pants. And as you wiggle, oh, I thought you they reveal were new. a hidden stain in the <laughs> gusset. You got a stain deep in your gusset there. Oh, I didn't realise that. Oh, there's nothing worse than having a stain in your gusset. Someone get me another human-sized pint, would you? Another human-sized pint is passed to you. Thank you. I'm glad uh, it wasn't a pint-sized human. Yeah. They're called halflings. That's, that's right. That's next. Ariki sidles up and he, and says, uh, and she's like holding her back, and she says. Yeah, and I mean, plus, uh, don't you reckon it'd be a pretty good disguise for doing, you know, things in the city, you know? And I, and I wink at um, Snatch, but it's, it really just looks like a blink. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I confirm with, I winked at you. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. I've been wondering what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point, actually. I thought I it was your lack of depth perception. You all continue to drink into the night and you get well soused, unless you don't. No, definitely not. No, no, I no, definitely uh, yeah, I'm not drink. turning down a beer. Full Everyone stomach, gets, fresh pants, well, fresh clean pants. Yeah, gets on the lash and you, you guys smash it up and you all three stumble back towards the Citadel in the early hours as dawn is breaking. And as you look it up in the, the darkness of the pre-dawn, you see a softly glowing figure standing on the battlements. Um, Alan uh, is 
butt naked and stood atop the rampart, <laughs> arms are spread like the Vitruvian man standing atop the ramparts, just like arms out to the side. I'm the king of the world. Dick swinging in the wind and glowing Is in the night yoga sky. morning yoga? Yes, he's doing the downward dog away from you. <laughs> Not the downward dog's milk. Oh, uh, that's depends. the next part. Uh, yeah, it depends. Um, you can only do that with two people. Um, <laughs> excellent. You head back to... Um, um, the Citadel, Thandor, are you coming back today or are you going to hang out at the... Um, so, no, Thandor will stay the night at the temple, mm-hmm. but will arrive in the morning So in the for, for the meeting. At the same time, for the meeting at sunrise, you head back um, and uh, you meet these three very drunken uh, friends. He sounds like a fan and looks like a door. Elan comes into the room from another door, um, just doing up his robe, and he stops the servant and whispers to them. They return quickly with a large steaming pots of coffee. Um, oh, good, a cot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love you guys. <sighs> it would seem you guys had a good <laughs> evening. I, I, uh, yeah. Look what I can do. And then I try to like walk up a wall, but like I'm just like walking into the wall on the spot. <laughs> Were you taking your slippers off on the walk home so you don't actually have them on? <laughs> just in my pocket. So you try and walk up the wall and just crash back down to the ground. I f- <clears> and <throat> I'm on my back, just and then I just I'm asleep, just out. <laughs> uh, Phil comes in and looks around the room His arms crossed He's like You lot are in no condition to Whoa, see the ladies um, Could we possibly Postpone our meeting till nah, Just give us a few hours Yes, right. the lady will meet you for dinner this evening dinner. Be punctual and not drunk at this time Right I forgot my name I forgot my fucking voice Alright, Phil <laughs> That's it Yeah, get back to it all right, fuck off. Have a nap, you lot. Oh, watch out. Everyone feels angry. Um, you all retreat uh, to, to Th- Th- all Thandor's the drunken scoop up uh, old Ariki who's passed out and then just throw her in a... Hey, lad. Yeah, helps um, helps Brackeye and Snatch to their rooms to, to sleep off and you all pass into an unconscious sleep very quickly and um, rest and you wake up with very fuzzy heads. Brackeye attempts to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. He thinks he found the toilet. He's not sure if he did. <laughs> um, yeah, and your room smells like piss. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Brackeye. Yeah, um, we've all been there. <laughs> Brackeye, can you roll a d6 for me? Or whatever, a 20 or whichever <laughs> yeah, dice you yeah, want. Yeah. That's a beard. That's, That's a beard. Awesome. You um, have a... a you fall into an unconscious sleep, but within a few hours you start to dream and you fidget and roll around in, in the bed and um, you dream you are running through the wilderness, but all of the rocky ground around you is covered in a soft carpet of moss and lichen. And as you run, that moss and lichen seems to grow thicker and thicker until it's grabbing at your heels. And then you're running and you fall and it grabs at your hands and your your legs and you're trying to move away from it to move forwards, but you cannot escape and it, it, it engulfs you and you wake up 
um, breathing heavily and you see in the periphery of your vision a long lichen beard has grown from your chin overnight and as you look down lichen has actually grown all over the outside of your body so your arms your forearms your shoulders your back up your neck um, even to the point where there's like a a mohawk of lichen on the top of your head (laughs) and it grows all down the back all down your back and all down your legs (laughs) And Brecko like pats down the lichen and tries to just see it tug, give it a tug to see if it comes off. Yeah, no, it's definitely like ah, it's, ah, it's it's Goliath hair. Yeah. Ah, fuck. And then exits the room. It smells like piss. <laughs> <laughs> What have Thandor and Aelan been doing all day? I was going to say, Thandor's going to get to the meeting a bit earlier, assuming that everyone's passed out and we're now having a dinner. Well, after they passed out, we've got all day, I was thinking I might head down to the Silversmith and try and get a a thick grill. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that sounds like a a pretty righteous move, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all right. Hey, fuck it, I'm not doing anything. Let's go down to the Silversmith. No worries. Yeah, let's do that. I can't wait to use my voice again. Uh, look, it's it's been okay. It's, you've still you've still been very charismatic. Um, and you and Alan head down while the rest slumber, uh, down to the row of blacksmiths and and silver and goldsmiths. Um, and you head into the silversmith shop. And behind the counter sits a human. He's a middle uh, middle years. Um, he has a thick, bushy beard um, and a fully shaved head. Uh, and he's got a bit of a pot belly. He sits behind a counter with a pot of melted silver and he's pouring it into fine moulds to, to make silverware. Welcome. I am Gareth, the silversmith. How may I be of assistance to you? Good evening, Gareth, uh, the silversmith. I believe my friend here is in need of your services. Yes, Gareth, I like your stop. <laughs> I like your stop and I'm in Excuse need of your me. services. Uh, services. I would like a I would like a, a the finest grill you can form for me. Oh yes, uh, I know that because you're talking to me myself. <laughs> yeah, wait, daddy, you got this. You got this. Um, the silversmith, uh, he's like, ah, oh, yes, I just made a grill for the dwarf wrapper rocks. That's just his name. It's just it's like Prince. Um, with an X. Yeah, rocks. Yeah, I've heard of him. He does some good stuff. Yeah, he's got some sick beats. Um, I could fashion you a grill overnight. Uh, and he measures. I don't know why he talks like Aelan to Aelan. That was a really <laughs> bad choice yeah, from yeah. the start. I really fucked this for myself. Um, and he measures up Aelan um, and uh, says, uh, tells him to return in the morning and it will be 10 gold pieces. And Aelan asks you, uh, is there anything else that you needed to do in the city? Um, No, not particularly. But does... Oh, no. No, I've already got... You said you were going to train Bex today, though, as well. Oh, Daytime. true. I was supposed to do that in the morning. First promise you ever made to oh, him, you no. broke it. Bex oh. stands okay. brokenhearted oh. in the clearing in the center of the temple. His his own personal glaive. So, so what? His mini glaive hanging limply me? at his side. What, while we're Daddy in, was there in the, to take me to the fair. The, in this 
silverware shop, whatever the fuck it is, uh, Thandor is just going to be standing there and then is just going to go, <gasps> Bex! And is then uh, just going to set off at a run. To you just dash out to, the door, the smashing temple. through the crowd to the temple. Um, People and- are like... Being like, oh, it's Thandor, and I'm just like fucking shoving him out of the way, just like pushing him down. <laughs> Knock over an egg cart. Yeah. <laughs> no, you smash through the crowd, um, just Push knocking people aside. Barry's carrying a big, heavy urn full of dog milk to his um, <laughs> to his milk bar, and you knock into him, and the dog milk shatters on the ground and spills everywhere. He's like, fuck you, Thandor. <laughs> like, fuck. Um, And you dash up uh, through the doors of the temple and out to Bex, who's like, I wasn't late, sir, and stands to attention. (sighs) Um, Yes. Uh, what time is it? Am I like like 10 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were supposed to be there at like 7. Good, good work. Young Bex, uh, that was your first test, was was to see if you could um, uh, stand to attention without faltering. And you, ha <laughs> good boy, you, you succeeded. Well done. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Thandor. He's going to make an insight check, actually. The reward Definitely. Of, the reward of patience is patience. Well, can I do a buff? I, yes. I had an Dis- what is it? Deception. Oh, I got a negative one to this. this is good. Oh, it's a 16. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. I'd, what a great lesson, Thandor. Thank you for teaching me this. It's left me alone with my thoughts for three hours, which is not generally a good idea, but... <laughs> As you look around the, um, <laughs> as you look around the clearing, you see the bodies of four um, rats, which have clearly been killed quite messily with a glaive. Or oh. uh, Thandor's just gonna like close his eyes and just pinch like, bit- like his the bridge, bridge of his it? nose and just be like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Um, so he's just killed a whole bunch of rats. Is that what well, you say to me? Maybe someone, somebody's a done it. Um, There's a they, um, you could notice a uh, a smear of blood on the on his glaive, uh, which has obviously been hastily wiped um, to remove most of it, but you can still see her. Ah, uh, Bex, I, I see that you've uh, you've been practicing your yours. Glaive work? What sort of Yes, I have like? been glavering. Um, like glavering. I have been glavering. Go on, glavering, glavering. I've been glavering. Glavening. That's uh, good work, boy. But um, I think that maybe perhaps we might start off with just um, dummies and, and that sort of thing until you really get the hang of it. Oh, but the dummies don't move around. They're so boring. Oh, no, they don't. They don't. They don't. Scream That's all. when they die. <laughs> no, they don't do that either. Um, they don't cry and beg for mercy. No, they don't. Um, That's okay. Well, I've got so much work to do with you. Um, all right. What we're going to do first is... Uh, I'm going to just uh, reach into my bag and I'm going to pull out my chessboard. Oh, what's this? So, your second lesson isn't about glavering, it's about tactics. So we are going to learn 
how to play chess. And God, Tempest, please fucking help this boy. <laughs> you sit um, with Bex and teach him how to play chess and yeah. um, you walk him through the moves and um, for a few hours it seems as if his troubles fade away as he learns this new game and gets completely caught up in the, the strategy and back and forth. Um, and you run him through a few games of chess, teaching him moves as you go um, and uh, it's the third um game finishes just neatly in time for you to head back to the citadel um and there seems to be a palpable like a this relief around his eyes the the stress lines seem to have faded slightly and um his face has a a touch more color you did well today boy you've really picked up the game really quickly um i'm just gonna say don't practice with the glaive unless i'm around and then that way I can make sure that you don't hurt yourself. Thank you, Thandor. No. I appreciate your help and thank you. Today has been a good day. I'm glad, boy. It'll 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 be good. Hey. Give us a hug. Oh go on then. <laughs> Yeah. This got weird all of a sudden. <laughs> no, it wasn't weird. I'm a, I'm a little bit That's scared lovely. of Bex. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bex is really he's, creeping me the fuck gone, out. Yeah. I'm just Thank saying. Thank you, like... Blood Daddy. <laughs> Hug. Hug. <laughs> He'd snap his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to crack the neck. He just put him down. It was for the best, boy. It was for the best. <laughs> it was for the best. <laughs> no, that, that I don't snap his neck. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, you finish the game of chess and packing up and uh, Bex goes off to drills and you head back up to the, the castle to meet with uh, Lady Greymead and um, you're ushered in with the, the rest of the group into the, the chamber and... Um, the, the dining table is set for dinner and um, there are seats all around. You notice all those maps have been um, put up on the walls of the, the room uh, with the markings uh, marked now in pen, uh, in, in Bic, um, <laughs> in ink. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Have you all thought on your decision as to whether you will assist the city of Greymead in its time of need? Uh, one final question. H- how much do we get paid? Uh, you will receive a stipend of 100 gold pieces a week. Hmm. What's, what's a stipend? It's uh, a The end of a stipe. Yes. Oh, Jeez, It's an old-fashioned term for salary, for casual work. Uh, aye, aye. What about public holiday loading and... Uh... No, fuck you, no loading. <laughs> Ariki's wearing like a, a sunglasses monocle. A sun monocle, if you will. Because she's hungover. A sunicle. A sunicle. Oh, okay, because you've only got one eye. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> you look a little paler than usual, Ariki's. That's hard to believe. I'm quite pale. I'm albino. I think that's where the joke was, Ariki's. Oh, Oh, green ha, around ha, the edges. Uh, uh, I, ooh, that's a good one. Aelan um, steps forward and kneels before Lady Greymead and says, I would be honoured to accept this honour of honouring things. My lady. And he bows his head and she pins the cloak pin 
to his robe, and, he's, and she's like, "This is a lovely selection of cloaks over by the by the door." Thandor's gonna walk up and uh, with the pin already showing on his cloak, and just be like, "You know where I stand." Uh, and Aelan and can't Thandor go five stands. minutes without mentioning it. Jeez, you don't know about it, mate. Oh, oh wow! Oh, oh well, I guess uh, he's decided. Snatch looks up at Brackeye and scratches his head and we. We settled on this last night. We did, didn't we? Mm, I think we decided. What was 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 I moonwalking on the roof or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. Uh, Oh, lady, lady Greymead, lady Verisal. We decided that. We are. We're not going. No, we are going to. If we are not, no, we're not. No, we are. We are. We are. We are. We got one of those new cloaks, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you've. Firmly made your choice to help the people, <laughs> Very but much I so, welcome yeah. your service and your assistance. And she walks up to each of you and pins the cloak uh, pin on Ow! your on your nipples, uh, pierces your nipples, and Ooh. you all uh, get to choose a new, a fresh new cloak as well from the Ooh. rack. What what colors are they? All the colors all of the, the cloak colors. rainbow. Uh, well, we'll find out in the art. Also, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's leave oh, that. Oh, they're going to be bright pink. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> As nobody, I'm glad nobody's brought attention to me being covered in uh, moss. I am a bit. Oh yeah, a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> like a, a lichen mohawk. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't or a really. I like that look. <laughs> you what? are hairy like animal, Brackeye. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Thing I'm trying. Did um, you Did you have that last night? What did you drink? Um, what was in front of me? I guess. Um, not sure. I just woke up this way. Has, has the belt also made you sprout a really bushy set of pubes out the side <laughs> of your, like, your piece? <laughs> <laughs> like lichens just sprouting out from the sides? Thick-ass boosh. Not lichens, they're vines. <laughs> Not sure what, it's, what it is, if it's something I drank or, or what, but um, thanks for not drawing attention to it. Well, it's a good look. I quite like it. I think it looks fantastic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. like a big bear. It's a bit odd, I'll see. But spongy. Isn't lichen spongy? Yeah. yeah. Um, I reach up to feel it. Lady Verisal oh, takes, takes a bit of extra time pinning the badge on you as she softly caresses your lichen body. Mm. Well, I welcome you all to the service, and, and as Thanes, I will ask much of you in defense of this city. There are a few things that we must discuss over dinner. She sits you, you all sit at the table and serve steaming dishes of well-cooked pheasant and vegetables with a, a thick and rich gravy. Uh, and you all sit around, and good stuffing too, you all sit around um, feasting on this, on this fine fare. And um, uh, she starts to talk to you about the defense of Greymead and how uh, all of the surrounding towns have fallen one by one, with Lindbra being the first. And since you set off to Twelve Oaks, there's been a steady influx of refugees that have streamed towards the city. Um, the city is almost at maximum capacity now, and there's a large shanty town forming outside near the Pura district that lays outside the walls. Um, which she's quite concerned about. She also talks about the lumber being used to shore up uh, the walls around the city and construction works are ongoing. Uh, and there's also a project to build a series of siege weapons. Thandor, I, uh, I must seek your forgiveness. I found out that there was a, an accomplished alchemist and inventor amongst um, your flock who I've asked him to assist me, a man uh, by the name of Fernan. Ah, yes, Fernan. 
He's, he's, he's an interesting one. How is he going to be of service? Uh, he is helping run the workshop that is building all of the siege weapons for the defense of the city, ballistae and catapults. Well, he's a, an accomplished potion maker. We should see about him trying to make us health potions and possibly some fiery kind of death. For he has been guys. working on some alchemist fire ammunition for these siege weapons. I suggest that some of you visit him at some point to, to discuss what he's making and the positioning around the town. Look, there are other things that may be of great assistance and it is up to you which way you see best to defend this city. I, I leave it in your capable hands, but these items that I have gifted to you are from the treasury of the city and they came there as a tax from once this city this city is ages old and lays on level upon level of, of old city built up over time and in the catacombs and tunnels that run underneath the city many treasures have been found and these items were taxed from treasure hunters that come to the city mm. um, I would bid that you seek out any rumor of any such artifact that may help with the defense of the city old tales tell of, of a, a mighty shield that that hung above the city in an old battle and perhaps if you can seek out any any information you can about these uh, any further ways that we can help to to defend against the coming tide are the catacombs likely to be a weakness to the city as well is there a way in from the outside or they are winding and some tunnels end in dead ends or uh, and it is prone to to cave-ins there is great risk in heading in there and i counsel you to caution but yes there is a risk that that we could be be invaded that way there Mm. is a risk we will have to possibly explore some that might be close to the to the wall's edge and see if there are entrances perhaps we could cave some of them in underneath the oncoming troops Feels like possibility. Yeah, maybe, or maybe that would just destabilize the whole city. You all continue to discuss tactics and thoughts on the defense of the city over dinner and long into the night, and um, that is where we will end today's game. By the way, Lady Verisol, the chicken is delicious. It's really nice. (laughs) It's pheasant. That was episode number twenty-seven. Tasty as. Tune in next week to hear all about our adventures. Tight five out. 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 <laughs> if you like our podcast and you're in Melbourne in like April times, you should come to our show. We're doing two live shows at Storyville in the city during Melbourne International Comedy Festival, April 15th and 22nd, 4 p.m. both days. Tickets are $20. Cheap as chips. Come and see us there. If you like this podcast deep down in your heart, it's time to like it out there on social media. Tell everyone. I know, Bex is really creeping me the fuck out. I'm just saying. Thank you very much, Daddy. Chucky. (laughs) (laughs) He'd snap his neck. (laughs) 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 
Makes me want to crack the neck. You just put it down. It was for the best, boy. It was for the best. It was for the best. <laughs> 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 <laughs>